Welcome to Two Bros in a Pod. Our goal as a podcast is to provide unfiltered, unbiased, and interactive content to sports fans everywhere. You can find this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Visit www.2brosinapod.com to access all of our podcasts and articles and to leave a comment on those articles and podcasts. Without further ado, let's get into today's sports news. I, I don't I don't take too much um I don't put too much thought into it. Um I just wanted to talk talk to you guys about it just for a little bit. Um because <clears throat> I know for a lot of people it uh it's kind of like a measuring stick to what they think um their team can do this year. Um and obviously most of these win totals are very like I guess they they give a lot of room to improve. They don't obviously want to put like like the Suns last year when they won sixty something games where they don't want to put I don't I don't know if anybody really expected that, but I think a lot of people thought they were gonna win a lot of games. But even for this year, like the top team doesn't have many wins compared to what the Suns did last year. So they're definitely more conservative in how they um uh name their win totals for each team. And so we're just gonna get into that. Um there's some there are a lot of interesting ones. Um a lot of famous teams that are kind of not in a great situation right now uh, you could say um teams like the lakers and the nets and uh yeah we're just gonna talk about it real quick so without further ado we're just gonna get right into it um we're gonna go from the bottom to the top obviously we're gonna take less time to talk about the ones from the bottom um and more time on the top see what i don't like see what i do like and the first team I see is, well, there's three teams that are tied for 24 and a half wins. Um, these teams are Pacers, Rockets, and Spurs. Um, for these three, I think, obviously, they're not they're not going to be near the plane or anything. They're going to be bottom of their conference. Um, and I think all these teams kind of, I, I think what influenced these these win totals is a lot is who they drafted and what they and what Caesar Sportsbook saw in the summer league. So you see the Pacers, they drafted um Matherin. He played great, but I don't think it's just he doesn't have the prominence and people don't know him as much as, you know, guys like Chet Holmgren or Paolo Banquero. So I can understand that. I I do like the Pacers though. I, I don't think they'll be last. Um I think I think a team like the Magic might um, which we'll talk about later, but I I, I think the Spurs got uh, the, the the thing about the Spurs is that they're never they're kind of one of those teams that are even when they're bad they still overachieve like like I just said they're not gonna make the plan or anything but they they can they can upset some of these playoff teams that are playing um, for a uh, playoff spot like teams like the Hornets or the Wizards or the Knicks and. They can be one of those teams that at the end of the year they have to play them, and you're not looking forward to play the Pacers as a bad team. Like when you look at certain teams, obviously it's like, oh, okay, we get to play this team. Obviously, NBA players and coaches won't say that, but you know, I, I think for a lot of people in the competitive world, that you know, when you're playing a bad team, you tend to, you know, take your foot off the gas a little bit, and I think that the Pacers can take advantage of that against a lot of teams that are looking to make the playoffs. And so for now, I, I guess I'll agree with that, but um, Pacers are always a team that I really enjoy watching just because of their coaching. 
Um, the organization is very well run. It always has been. Um, that's why they're usually always in the mix for a playoff spot or even a playoff run. I know a few years ago with, you know, Victor Oladipo and all these guys. And, I mean, they got good pieces like Halliburton and these. I mean, they have a really solid. Obviously, they're not going to do anything this year. But I think they are They're set for a a solid team in five years. Like, they can make the playoffs for sure in five years. And we'll see what happens. But I think, like I said, they're one of those teams that are always looking to get better and over, always overachieving. So uh, just watch out for that one. And then the, you see the Rockets and the Spurs down there. Those are definitely the two teams that are probably going to be at at the bottom there. Um, if I were to pick which one would be worse, surprisingly, I'd probably take the Rockets as like the worst team because they're still kind of they still have the new coach, um, which I think who I think can be a, a a pretty good coach down the line, but. Obviously, last year wasn't a great year, but they like like the like the Pacers. They have they have some pieces. Um, they obviously aren't gonna do anything this year in terms of <clears throat> playoff spots or anything. But um, yeah, they have good players. They have Sangoon, Christopher Green. Obviously, they just drafted Jabari Smith. Um, they have a few veterans, I guess you could say, compared to a lot of other players that they have in their roster they have a lot of decent good uh veterans on their team um but I actually think that yeah like I said the Spurs i right now if you were to tell me if you were to ask me which team would be better next year the Spurs or the Rockets even with Jabari Smith I, I think that I think I, I'd take the Spurs just because they're they're like I said they're kind of like the Pacers where they, they everyone always counts them out. But even even last year, I'm pretty sure they they were pushing for a playoff spot. Obviously, they traded Dejounte Murray, but I think I think Keldon Johnson is going to have a great year. Um, I think he's one of the most more underrated players in the league. Um, he averaged like 18 points last year. They have a lot of young guys. They just drafted a so a Socon. I don't know if I'm saying that name right, but they always end up making the picks that seem questionable into something of a like few few years later and you're like oh my gosh like this guy turned into one of the best players in the league and he was drafted and when he was drafted not a lot of people like to pick like that that happens so many times with their team and they have good defensive players they just they signed a Gorgie Dang uh they still have Josh Richardson Celtic legend um uh, Doug McDermott, like they have, they have solid pieces, um, especially defensively. And I think when you when you can play defense in this league, you're gonna win a lot of games that you're not supposed to. Uh, they obviously have a great coaching staff um, with obviously Popovich, got Brett Brown and the assistant as an assistant coach, and a lot of guys that probably will go on to be head coaches um, in that staff. So I think I, I think probably. One of the bigger headlines of this is at the bottom, obviously, who's going to be the worst team. They had the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Pacers. And for me, like I said, I would probably put the Rockets at the bottom, barely, probably like a game or two. But I think the Spurs, um, like the Pacers, are going to overachieve. And I just think that their their reputation, Pacers and Spurs, their reputation of overachieving is what's going to 
push them forward to not be the last pick. But, hey, who knows? I mean, I, I know the Spurs. A lot of people are talking about the Spurs and how they want Victor and Wemba. I don't know how you say his name. Like Wembanyama or something like that. I, I don't know how to say it. But um, they've been rumored that they really, really are intrigued, obviously. I mean, this dude is 7'3", and he can shoot. He can basically do everything. So, I mean... That obviously plays a huge factor in it, so we'll see. Um, but I don't know. It, it's just it to me it doesn't feel like the Spurs are that team to tank. I don't think they've ever like really had a high pick. Like you, when you think of the Spurs and their drafts, they don't. You don't think of them having like the first pick because they tanked. Um, it, it's just you don't really see it a lot. Like this year, they had number the ninth pick. Um, I can't remember all the other ones, but, like, they, they really, I mean, I'm going to see here. Let's see. I mean, they had the 12th pick last year, 11th pick, um, 19th pick, 18th pick. I mean, like, it's mid it's mid to early round, early to mid first round picks. Like, they never really are going to have a first round pick unless it's Tim Duncan. Like, that that's their last first round pick. Um, David Robinson as well. And so I think maybe uh, history just it doesn't show that the Spurs are one of those teams that want to hunt for the number one pick. They usually want to get the most out of their teams and not tank. But like I said, you see there are two first round picks in history and it's David Robinson and Tim Duncan. And you got a generational talent like Victor Wembanyama. You know, um, I, I mean, I could see it. So but I mean, I'm sure the Rockets and. The Pacers and all these other teams are also have their eyes set on uh, that guy. So um, we'll see how that goes. But I, my my thinking of that would be that the Rockets would be at the end, and then the Pacers and Spurs would be ahead of them. And then after that, you got the Magic and the Thunder. We kind of got to hurry it up here because I mean we're already like ten minutes in, and we have barely gotten we haven't even gotten to the middle. So I'm gonna speed it up a little bit here. So after the Pacers, the Rockets, and the Spurs. You got the Magic and the Thunder tied at 26 and a half. Um, talk about those a little bit. Obviously, Magic with Bancaro, uh, a lot, a lot of young pieces there. Um, Bancaro, you have Bancaro, you have um, Jalen Suggs from last year. You still have uh, Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba. He came back. Um, uh, who's that? Who's that dude? Uh, uh, Wagner, Franz Wagner, um, who I really like to watch. I know I almost forgot his name, but I, I truly did. Um, Jonathan Isaac is coming back last next year. I'm pretty sure. I don't know for sure when, but he's going to be huge for them. He's been a great player for them over the years when he's actually played, when he's healthy. So obviously, hopefully just the health, um, figures, um, works itself out. Um, still got Markel Fultz. Um, the defense is pretty solid, I think. Um, solid coaching staff too. So, um, I think them versus the Thunder, who obviously just drafted Holmgren, um, kind of in a weird phase here. They're obviously still in a rebuilding phase. Um, both these teams obviously are not going to, to even try probably to go for a playoff spot, but if I were to pick which one would, um, be better. I'd probably pick the Magic just because I, I think I trust home um home uh, I trust Bancaro 
to be a better player than Holmgren straight out the gate. Like, I just think Bancaro's frame and his, his, I mean, like, dude, he's a huge dude. So I think, and obviously, that, that's the biggest knock on Holmgren. But I think we've seen guys like Holmgren, especially nowadays in the NBA, that have been able to dominate at their position, even though they're that small, because the NBA is getting so small now. So it really, th- this is a tough one. This is a tough one. But if I were, if I were to pick, I'd probably pick the Magic. But uh, that seems about right. Um, and then the next team, you got the Pistons at 27 and a half wins, predicting. Um, I, I'm actually more in the way more optimistic side with the Pistons. Personally, I think they can be better than teams like the Wizards and the Kings. Teams like these. I actually have the Pistons. It may seem crazy, but I know a lot of, not a lot, but I know some Pistons fans. Um, and I keep telling them that I, I think the Pistons have, if, if things work out, if, if one of these teams in the play and have some sort of injury with one of their star players, th- they have to have some luck. But I really do think that the Pistons can have a shot at making the play in as a 10 seed. It might seem crazy, but their roster, I, I, I love their roster. Like it, it my, their roster is one of my favorite younger rosters in the league by far. Um, obviously, you start with Cade, um, who it really depends on him. I mean, he is that leader of the team. I think everybody knows that. Um, but there's a lot of other guys too. Obviously, you just brought in Jaden Ivy. We'll see how he does. I think he's gonna have a great career. But we'll see how he starts. How how good of a rookie year he has. I, he's my pick for rookie of the year. Um. You got uh, Nerlens Noel coming in. He's going to be a mentor, I think, for Jalen Duran. Uh, Jalen Duran, uh, who I think is going to step in probably in two years and be their starting center. Um, we'll see how they fit Nerlens Noel and if they want him to come off the bench. But that'll be interesting. Um, they have solid dudes on their team like Frank Jackson and Diallo, who are somewhat proven, um, but they're more of a you know. They're, they're bench players that can give you some solid minutes. Then Killian Hayes is still a work in progress, but I think he can be... I, I, he's their backup point guard for sure. But I think... I think coming off the bench for him is probably the best case scenario for him because I think what he brings is 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 better coming off the bench, um, at least from a point guard standpoint, because you can switch off Ivy or Cunningham going off the bench and bringing in Killian Hayes. So he doesn't have to have the primary duties, but he can get you like five plus assists a game off the bench, I think. Um, guys like Livers who can shoot. You still, you still got Olenek. Alec Burks came in with that trade with New York too. Got Corey Joseph. I mean, Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Stewart. I mean, they have it. And then I even talk about Sadiq Bey. So, I mean, this team is actually really solid. I, I don't think a lot of people are giving them too much uh thought in the playoff uh, mix, but I honestly think that they can make a solid run at playing just off the, on, on paper, obviously. And then you, they have a coach that is very successful. He's been to the playoffs many times with the Raptors. He took the Pistons to the playoffs once. Um, I mean, they met Giannis, but they, they made it. Um, I don't think many people thought they would make it that year either. I mean, they had Andre Drummond and I forgot who their other player was, but I mean, I don't know if a lot of people thought they were going to make it. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it really just depends on Cade and Ivy. 
what can they do? I think everyone else is going to be a solid contributor, but they have to be able to lead their team like the Pistons front office wants them to. So keep an eye out on uh, the Detroit Pistons because, like I said, I think they can make a run. And so the next teams uh, that are tied at 32.5 wins by Caesars is the Kings and the Jazz. So let's start with the Kings. Um, Caesars Sportsbook obviously is very interested in Keegan Murray because, like I said, these these win totals are very conservative, but the Kings at 32.5 wins tied with the Jazz. Very, very interesting. I think that's um, I think Kings fans will definitely take that for uh, their past um, failures. And, yeah, I mean, I think the Kings, I mean, they have a solid team. Um, I'd, I'd put the Pistons over the Kings, obviously, because I just said that they might make the play-in. So I think you know how I feel about the Pistons now, but... Am I high on the Kings? Um, they have solid dude. I mean, they brought in Malik Monk, Stuff, Sabonis, and Fox. They brought in Horter, Herder, um, Delvadova. They still have David Mitchell, Holmes, Barnes. They have a they have a solid team. But I, Mike Brown coming in, it's probably the biggest. Other than Keegan Murray, it's probably the biggest um, uh, question about the Kings. How is Mike Brown going to do in his first coaching stint in I think almost a decade? Um, they, they, I think they have a solid coaching staff, especially with a lot of guys like Doug Christie and Leandro Barbosa that have NBA experience, and I think that's very important. But I, I don't know, man. This is it's an interesting it's an interesting group. They, I, I just I, I think their defense is not going to be great. Um, when I look at all these players, I, they don't stand out to me as great defensive players. You got guys like Davion Mitchell and Richard Holmes that I think, I think Mitchell is still a question mark on defense. I think he can be a good defender like he was at Baylor. Richard Holmes is a great defender, but they don't have like defensive specialists on this team. They have a lot, a lot of scoring it looks like, but it's just their defense is not, it doesn't look great. And I may be wrong on that. Um, we'll see what happens, but I honestly think the Jazz will be better than them. Um, but the Jazz, obviously, are, I mean, that's that's interesting. Caesars put the Jazz that low because of the situation with, obviously, they traded Gobert. They're definitely aiming for what looks like a rebuild here. Um, not a lot going around with the Jazz other than their new jerseys, um, which are terrible, sorry. But I just have to say that. Um, they got a good rookie in Walker Kessler, I think. Um Jordan Clarkson's still there. I think he's probably going to stay. And they, they, they brought Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt, Stuff Conley, and Mitchell. And then they brought in Beverly. It's, 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 they, still have, they still have good talent for sure. If they're, if they're done. Like, let, let's say this, this, the roster is done. They're definitely going to be better than 32.5. But I think Caesars with these win totals are definitely predicting that Mitchell's gone before the season starts. But even then, they're gonna get a decent haul. So I think I, I don't I don't agree with that. I, I think that the Jazz would probably fall around, probably like at the forty win mark. I think maybe a little higher. But I don't know. I think that 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 win total prediction is for sure a prediction of what they're gonna keep doing in this offseason. I don't like that personally, but I, I kind of I get what they're doing, but. Even then, I mean, if you dra- if you trade Donovan Mitchell, Conley, or Bogdanovich, 
the haul that they're going to get is going to be insane. So I think I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, tied with the Kings, like really, like, I, I just don't, I don't see that for at all. So we're just going to move on from that. Don't agree with that. Um, you're welcome, Jazz fans. Uh, so now let's go on to the Wizards. They're at 35 and a half wins. Um, the Wizards, I, I, I can, I can agree with that. Um, I, I just haven't seen the Wizards be successful with, with, uh, since the departure of Bradley Beal. I mean, Bradley, Beal, uh, John Wall, um, with Bradley Beal as like the leader, the best player on that team. I just, I just, can't, I haven't seen it. They draft Johnny Davis, who's a good scorer, but I don't, I don't know if that's what they needed. I think it's interesting because it, it, it was their pick was just best available. Who's there? And Johnny Davis was there, so you can't really pass up on a great. He's a great player, but and they get Will Barton in that trade. Um, they still have Porzingis, Hachimura's there, uh, Monte Morris, um, Danny Avdova, Avdia, Gafford. Kyle Kuzma. Um, also, I'll talk Gibson in there, but I don't think he's going to play much. I, 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 I'm okay with this. I think I think 35 and a half is okay. They're right under like teams like the Hornets and the Trailblazers, which I think is fair. I think it's fair. Um, if anything, though, I think they might be sh- worse. Um, but they did. They did. I think they did have a good finish to that. Uh, 2022 season last year, they had a solid ending. I think Porzingis played really well in in Washington um, versus Dallas. I think him just having the ball more gave him a lot more opportunity to show that he's he's still a really good player in that league, and I think he is. I I truly believe in the Wizard. If they can make the playoffs, he I think he can be a All Star caliber player still. Um, but that's still um still to be seen, but. It's it's a it's a solid move to put the Wizards at thirty five and a half. It's conservative, like I said, but I'm okay with it. And then you got the Hornets at thirty seven and a half wins. Um, this might be unpopular for a lot of people, but I actually think they got this one right. Um, the tough thing about this is that I I think that they're gonna have a better win record than that, but I think where they fall in terms of where they rank as teams. Like, let's see here. I mean, they are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. They're the 22nd team in the NBA in ter- uh, for Caesars, which I think is right. Do I think they're going to win more than 37 and a half games? For sure. But that's kind of the problem with these rankings, as I said before many times. But I, I do agree with that. They're going to be a little better than the Wizards, not a lot better. I think I think the Knicks are going to be better than them. I think the Cavs are going to be better than them. I think the Bulls are going to be better than them. I don't. I, I like Lamelo Ball as a player, as a winner. I just haven't seen it yet. I I, I have not seen it yet. Obviously, the thing with Miles Bridges is very unfortunate. I mean, just for him, obviously, just as a person, but for the team as well. I mean, he was a free agent anyway. And he was probably going to get huge payday because he played very well last year but it's uh that that's very unfortunate for the Hornets for sure um they brought in a guy like Mark Williams who I really like too um they still have Terry Rogier, LaMelo Ball um 
They got McDaniels, Jalen McDaniels, not Jaden, Harrell, Oubre, Cody Martin, Gordon Hayward. They still have, I thought he was going to be traded. I think he probably will be traded next year or something like that. I don't know if he's a free agent. I don't know when his contract expires, but he'll probably be moved um, from Charlotte for sure. So PJ Washington, I, I'm not intrigued by this Hornets team at all. I, I just, not a lot of great defenders. They have a lot of good guards, but not enough. Even then, their scoring is kind of suspect without LaMelo Ball. I mean, it's going to be tough to score without Miles Bridges now. I mean, it's going to, I, I just, I, I don't like this Hornets team. And that's why I think they're they're good where they're at, right above the Wizards, right below the Knicks, because a lot of question marks with that team. James Borrego, one of the coaches that isn't that are on the hot seat. Uh, oh shoot, my bad. <laughs> yeah, they got rid of him, which I guess I think it was a good move. They bring in Steve Clifford. Forgot about that. Um, new situation too. I, I don't. I don't see. I like Steve Clifford though as a as a coach. I think he did good with the Magic when he was there. But I don't know. I I just don't see a lot of. I don't have a lot of expectations for the Charlotte team. Like I said, if, if LaMelo Ball can be well, a lot of people think he can be, then we'll see. I think they're a playing team, but barely, barely. They're going to sneak in there. Barely. So, um, yeah, that's a. I think that's a good place to put them, right? A little better than the Wizards. Then we got the Trailblazers coming in at 39.5 and the Knicks coming at 39.5. So, the Trailblazers, you got um, Damian Lillard coming back. Um, Nurkic is still there. Obviously, see that CJ McCollum um, era is done. I'm I really like Anthony Simmons for the Blazers. I think he's going to be a great I, when they extended him. I think it was a little bit of an overpay. It's a lot of money for him, but. I think keeping him was really important because not only do they have the guy that can step in after Damian Lillard either, either leaves or gets a little older and is not who he once was. Now this is like three, four years down the line, but I do, I do like, I do like keeping um, Simons for this year. Um, they draft Shaden Sharp, who got injured. Uh, I think he'll be ready for the start of the year. I don't know. I, I haven't seen any reports and stuff like that. Um, I'm not too in-depth with the Trailblazer news, but I like Shannon Sharp. I think um, he's definitely a different dynamic as far as CJ McCollum and the Damian Lillard duo goes. We'll see how that goes. I think when Shannon Sharp does get healthy, I, I expect him to start, unless Simons is starting, which I don't really see, but I could be wrong. Um, but they brought in Gary Payton, which I think is a really good pick pickup. Defense gets dramatically better. He's a great player. Um, they have a lot of young dudes. They get Jeremy Grant, obviously. Um, they bring in. They still have Josh Hart there. Nasir Little is still a question mark. We'll see how good he plays this year. This is probably the boom. Like th- this is the deciding year for him for sure to see if he gets a, a good payday or not. And they still have shooters like Ben McElmore. Um, bringing back, like I said, Joseph Nurkic. Uh, they gave him an extension, I'm pretty sure. They still have Winslow. So I think I, they have good defense. They have capable offensive players, and they have Damian Lillard. I think that this Trailblazers team will make the playoffs. 
I don't like them with the Knicks. The Knicks, big, big, big question mark here, obviously. I mean, Jalen Brunson is the biggest question mark for them. Is he going to produce like he did at in the Mavericks? Was it a case of because there was so much attention drawn to Luka, Jalen Brunson was able to benefit that? Obviously, he did, but how much, really? Like, is he going to be that same 20 points per guy? score that he was in the Mavericks in that playoffs last year or is he going to go back down to earth and average 15 like because if he's going to do that he they he cannot do that if the Knicks want to make the playoffs this year um but they they have some intriguing players they draft Trevor Keels um Miles McBride is a solid player for them Obi Toppin is coming back he should have a to the delight of Knicks fans a, a bigger role I think in that uh system D Rose coming back quickly. Quentin Grimes had a great summer league. We'll see how he plays. RJ Barrett, he ha- he he has to be the guy that steps up and says, I'm gonna be the number one guy this year. Cause if he can do that, then their chances of making the playoffs rises exponentially. Um they still have shooters like Fournier, Mitchell Robinson will probably be their starting center this year. Cam Reddish, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle. So they have, I mean, top to bottom, they have really good talent. Um, but I think another big question mark for them, first of all, is Jalen Brunson, like I said, but Tom Thibodeau and how he coaches them up. That is going to be an interesting factor here because so far he hasn't, other than that first year with COVID, we haven't seen Tom Thibodeau. Like last year was just a disaster for the Knicks, obviously. I mean, a lot of people expecting them to make the playoffs again, at least the play-in, and they didn't do either so huge question mark for the Knicks I I I, it's kind of like the Blazers I think they're going to be a little better but are they going to be better than teams like the Cavs no I I don't think so so I think they're solid where they're at I think they'll make the plan and we'll see from there but they have some potential for sure Um, it's really up to the players and how the coaching staff are is able to um, come up with a new system with Jalen Brunson coming in and um, hopefully they don't have to revamp it top to bottom but I think that the Knicks are going to be a good team there's definitely some reason for optimism for the Knicks for sure um, and then uh, the next team is like I said the Cavs um, Cavs are one of those teams that I think probably a shoe in for the for the uh, plan, if they're healthy, because I mean when they're healthy, I mean they're like top four seed in the NBA in the East. Sorry, so I mean, I think I, I think the Cavs should should be able to get in the plan for sure. Um, now, like I said, health is probably the biggest thing for them. Um, Kevin Love is going to come back. And be a huge factor for them. Sexton's going to be back from injury. Karis LeVert, Mobley. Jared Allen, obviously. Um, Shetty Osman, Darius Garland. Got the other Mobley brother, Isaiah Mobley, that they drafted. Got guys like Markadin, Neto, Allen that are experienced. And will come in there. Okoro, who I think for their success is actually going to be pretty important. I think they're that's their wing stopper that they will need. Um, who's really good, and then Ricky Rubio, they're trading back, they traded, I mean, they signed him 
uh, back to the Cavs, which is I think was great. Um, and so, and then you got JP Bakerstaff, who is a wonderful coach. You saw that last year. Um, they brought in I don't know was Luke Walton there last year? I don't remember, but he's a uh, their assistant coaches are are pre- pretty solid. So um, I think uh, this Cavs team, like I said, I think they're pretty much a shoe in for the plan. Can they get out of the plan? That's 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 going to be an interesting argument, but I think putting them at 42 and a half is, is good. Um, playing for sure. Um, and I think that they're going to be a, just another Cavalier season where they're, they're one of those overachieving teams as well that with, especially with JB Bickerstaff that they're going to, they're going to exceed a lot of expectations. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting season for the Cavs. Not 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 too much headlines for the Cavs. Um if I'm being honest, but uh I think they're going to be a solid team this year. So, and then we got a three-way tie for 44 and a half. So, here are the teams: Bulls, Lakers, and Pelicans. I agree with all of those teams except the Lakers. The Lakers should be where the Jazz are. Personally, 44 and a half is way too much for me. Way too much for me. What I from what I saw last year, how can you put the Lakers at 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 the spot where the Bulls and Pelicans were last year? Two teams that made the first round, especially the Pelicans that pushed the Suns, the best team in the NBA record wise in the regular season, to seven games. I I it it's definitely one of those big market. So it's a big market. Put the Lakers at forty four and a half. Not too much. Not too little for me. It's way too much. Way too much. You got to put them where, like I said, at least where the where the Trailblazers are, I think. Or the Jazz. I said the Jazz, right? Yeah. It's a little too low because that's 32 and a half. That's a little too low, but probably like 35 wins. I just, their health, they're, they're so unhealthy. They have so many old dudes on their team. Just again, they brought in some guys. They brought in like Lonnie Walker. Um, Kendrick Nunn will be playing for them, I think. I, I don't know about that. I mean, we'll see. He hasn't played in years, I think it feels like. But um, I, I don't see I don't see the Lakers being that good, as good as the Bulls and the Pelicans. So we're not even going to talk about the Lakers because I'm a Celtics fan and they're irrelevant to me. So <laughs> sorry, Lakers fans. But I think even the realistic Lakers fans can say 44 and a half wins to where the Bulls and Pelicans are is way, way too much. Way too much. And by the way, while we're at it, I'm kind of going to skip it a little bit. The Nets are at 45 and a half. I'm not going to talk about them either. That's way too much. If Caesar, if Caesars is predicting that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are both staying, which I don't think they are. I think they think one of them is a staying, which is not going to happen. If one of them is leaving, they're both gone. So 44, 45 and a half is way too much for me. Way too much. They're the same exact as the Lakers. You can put them right where the Lakers are. They have talent still but not as much as teams like the Trailblazers or the Knicks. They don't. I'm sorry. You cannot put the Nets right there. I, just because they're an overall question mark, I'm not even going to talk about them. I've heard about them too much these last two months, and I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm just done. So um, the the senior trading manager for Caesar said 45 and a half is kind of in the middle. If Durant and Kyrie stick around, it would be higher. If Durant leaves, then it will be lower. We just have to anticipate what betters will do and go from there, which makes sense. I'm not a betting guy, but I, I understand they have to be a little conservative there. But I, I just don't. 
I'm not with the the Nets thing. Honestly, if I were those bets make, I would I would have just left them out. Just I don't know what's gonna happen. You guys have fun with what you think the Nets are gonna be. I don't know. Like I, I just as as a as a guy that wants to talk about the NBA, I do not want to talk about the Nets right now. I just don't because they're such a question mark, and we've heard from them so much. Especially as a Celtics fan, you can. I think <laughs> that's another factor where I I've with these trade rumors with KD and Jalen Brown. I'm I'm kind of just done with it. I'm kind of done with the Nets. They're they just feel like a team that is just wants drama and needs all the attention, kind of like the Lakers. But I just don't want to talk about them, so it's not. Thanks for listening to Two Bros in a Pod. Our goal as a podcast is to provide unfiltered, unbiased, and interactive content to sports fans everywhere. You can find this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Visit www.2brosinapod.com to access all of our podcasts and articles and to leave a comment on those articles and podcasts. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.